0: Welcome to the Open Door Podcast. <clears throat> My name's John. I am soon to be one of the co-pastors of the Open Door Church. Right now it's just me, but we are in the process of bringing in a new pastor. and really excited about that. Um, today we are celebrating uh, Palm Sunday. And so this is going to come out on Palm Sunday. And this is the sermon that I will also preach in person on our Zoom call, but this is a different recording of it. So if you've already heard it, maybe you want to hear it again, maybe you don't. Um, But today we're going to be reading Mark 11, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, or actually 1 through, yeah, 1 through 11. Um, Throughout this week, Holy Week, we will have um, offerings for you on our website that our offerings for prayer, um, music, and um, some meditations like this and, and uh, kind of mini sermons that will help you journey through Holy Week leading to Easter. Um, we will worship together on Easter twice, uh, at once at 9 a.m. at Garfield Community Farm in person. Wear a mask and probably bring a lawn chair something to sit on we will keep that worship gathering really simple but i think it will be a joy to be in person with one another again um, we will do that as safely as we are uh, possibly able to uh, being outside and physically distanced um, then we will worship on uh, zoom at 10:30, and you can get information on our zoom um, worship on our website pghopendoor.net so feel free to check that out and join us if you're in pittsburgh join us at nine o'clock um, no matter where you are pittsburgh or not join us at 10 30 a.m for easter worship let's take a moment and maybe attend to our breath and kind of center our bodies right here and right now let me just give you a a few moments to be able to do that. Breathe deeply in and breathe fully and deeply out. This helps to calm some of the craziness going on in your mind. Just not to say that you're crazy, but helps to calm your mind. Um, and the thoughts that are going to and fro, uh, pulling your mind to different spaces by focusing on our breathing. We can um, calm those things and center ourselves and prepare to hear God's word together. Mark chapter 11. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you. And immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. I'm going to pause there uh, because I love this part of the story. Jesus wants a donkey or actually a young donkey, a colt, probably because it symbolized a king or a ruler coming in peace. While he probably didn't have access to a horse, if he did ride in on a horse, people would have been cheering just like they were on Palm Sunday, uh, cheering, but even more so knowing that he was coming as a conqueror. He probably would have been uh, arrested right then and there by the Roman Empire. There would have been very little um, little chance of him living another week and doing all the wonderful things that Jesus did uh, during Holy Week, the miracles and um, the many parables that he told while in Jerusalem, the many people um, that heard him speak. Probably wouldn't have happened if he rode in on a horse and Heck, Jesus rides in on a donkey because Jesus is the prince of peace, not the prince who conquers the Roman Empire with force. I'm going to keep going here. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and we'll send it back here immediately. So that's the donkey. They're saying, hey, we'll, we'll give it back. The Lord needs it. Pause here for a moment. You know how much I love trees, right? In ancient times, trees were seen as representations of the beauty and goodness of God in the world. The Garden of Eden was an edible forest garden with every tree for food. In revelation, the trees or the tree of life heals the nations with its leaves. And in Leviticus, Trees are used in worshiping God. It says in Leviticus, On the first day you are to take branches from luxuriant trees, from palms and willows and other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. So trees, leaves, branches were used in worship. In this this ancient time, kings and conquerors were also welcomed in with palm branches being strewn before them and waved in the air just like we see happening with jesus this was uh something you know it was a tradition when a ruler a king uh, a person of high prestige would enter into a city the parade of jesus entering the city would have been seen as a direct threat to the power of the Roman Empire, even him riding it on a donkey, no horse involved, even on a donkey, it was a threat. We'll continue on with verse nine. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem, went into the temple, and when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. I love that last little, that last verse. It makes me, I don't know, chuckle just a bit. Um, Jesus enters the temple, and then Mark just finds it important to point out that it was late, and so he just kind of looked around real quick, just checked it out, and then went, um, out with the 12, um, went to bed. It was time for bed. Um, just, I don't know, just a, a kind of funny little fact that Mark put in there. Well, let's pray before we think a little bit more about this passage and our own lives, this Palm Sunday, Lord, we pray that you would open up your word to us, that these words that we have just read would rest within us, and that you would um, bless bless our hearts, bless our souls, our minds, our spirits, our bodies even, as we allow your word uh, to enter our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. The word made flesh. Amen. We've all been through a lot this year. Many of us can honestly say that this has been the hardest year of our lives others of us only feel guilt when we feel like that when we compare our suffering to the greater suffering of others who have lost loved ones due to the pandemic or faced racism and hatred in our country we just feel guilty comparing ourselves some of us can look back beyond the past year and continue to count months and years that have been really hard In the face of struggle and uncertainty, we look forward with doubt. We may have hope for the future. We also see the potential for more pain and struggle though, unanswered questions about our future and the future of our children. But today, is there reason to celebrate? Palm Sunday just might be the perfect example to us um, for celebration that can happen in the midst of struggle. Growing up, Palm Sunday was a big celebratory day in the church. Maybe that was just because I was a kid. So As kids, we loved waving the palm branches and singing louder, uh, singing the hymns a lot more loudly. At, at my home church, the choir always br- always seemed to bring in like twice the number of people in a full brass band backing them up as they sang Hosanna in the highest. We imagined ourselves in that crowd cheering Jesus on into the city of Jerusalem. We didn't think about our own struggles on Palm Sunday. We didn't, I didn't as a child, think too much about the rest of Holy Week on Palm Sunday. We didn't think about Good Friday or Holy Saturday. We just had fun and celebrated by waving palms. Later, Palm Sunday took on a much more solemn feel for me. Could it be that the crowd shouting praise to God for their new king would be the same crowd jeering Jesus on to the cross? Was I in that crowd taking part in Jesus' crucifixion. As a child, I wanted to be in in that crowd, just having fun waving palm branches as Jesus entered. But as I got older, as an adult, being in that crowd made me guilty. Palm Sunday became a much more solemn and even sad day as we would enter the darkness of Holy Week. Maybe some of that crowd did change their minds about Jesus and taunt him as he made his way around uh, toward Golgotha on Friday. But maybe many of them mourned the death of another Jewish man by the Roman military police force. I think many in the crowd saw such hope in Jesus, hope that, that their nation would again be free from political bondage and oppression. That they would have mourned the loss of another young man to this empire. And maybe they had a, a thought that he was the Messiah. Well, the crowd, as we read, the crowd believed he was bringing um, back the monarchy, David's monarchy, That's the job of the Messiah. If they believed that he was the one, they would have mourned. They would have wept. That their Messiah was again lost. The cycle that they went through was a cycle of hope and then mourning and loss. And for some of them, resurrection at the end. Jesus's resurrection for those who witnessed it, who heard about it, who had the faith to believe it. As we imagine ourselves in the crowd, laying down our palm branches at the feet of Jesus, proclaiming him as our Lord, can we remain in this place of hope for the future, hope in God and hope that salvation is coming? This year, I don't want Palm Sunday to only lead to the cross. It leads to the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Palm Sunday eventually leads to Christ the King Sunday when we celebrate the lordship of Christ over all of creation. This year, I think Palm Sunday needs to be a day of celebration, even as we live into the uncertainty of our lives. Life has beautiful mountaintop experiences. The times of our lives that truly make life worth living. And all face, we all face struggles and pain throughout our lives. Palm Sunday can be thought of as a, a mountaintop experience as the people shout, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It may not be the ultimate day of celebration, but it would would have been a pretty amazing thing to be there and experience the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem. It's a mountaintop experience. In the face of today's struggles in our lives, are we missing the blessings of Palm Sunday? Are we able to celebrate even when we know more hard times are ahead? When there is beauty, are we able to celebrate it? Are we able to see God's goodness in our families, in ourselves, in our neighbors, in all of creation, even though the ugliness of sin is still all around? On Palm Sunday, we can celebrate Jesus as the Prince of Peace, even in a world where there is much work to do to stop gun violence, to stop racial injustice, to end poverty. Easter, for me, represents the day when all things will be made right, when Jesus will correct all injustice, forgive all sin, make all crooked roads straight. But Palm Sunday is a day that represents the goodness we can celebrate here and now as we continue to face an uncertain future. We don't know what our holy week will bring I'm not talking about just this week, but our lives are like Holy Week. We don't know what our Holy Week will bring. We don't know what crucifixions we will continue to unjustly see occur in our world. But we know that Easter is coming. Today, we can celebrate Jesus even in the midst of a world that needs much more work for love and peace and justice and forgiveness. So today on Palm Sunday, can we wave our palm branches and celebrate? Can we have hope in Jesus, even in the midst of an uncertain future? Can we proclaim the good news? Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Can we celebrate this Palm Sunday without dwelling on the past, without feeling anxious about the future, Can we lay our palms at the feet of Jesus and experience his goodness in this very moment? In life, can we experience God's goodness in our children, in our families, in our communities, and in creation, even as we know much work is yet to be done? Paul said, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put them into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Let this be our practice and our grounding in the world on this Palm Sunday. I'll finish by reading uh, a verse from Revelation, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this, I looked. This is John speaking. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation. Tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Thanks be to God for these scriptures that give us hope for today. Amen.